0: So today I uh, have come to share with you some special verses of Scripture, found as you see on the screen, Ephesians three fourteen through nineteen. But I also want you to find, go ahead and find that verse, there Scripture, unless you already have. But also put your finger between the lines of Matthew six nine through thirteen, and I want you to help me say that as soon as I share with you, Ephesians three fourteen through. So if you would please stand for the reading of God's word today. Paul said in Ephesians, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the interman, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, That ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now turn with me, if you would, over to Matthew, uh, the sixth chapter, verses nine through thirteen, and I would like for you to. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. May God add his blessings to that special word especially. Uh, Let's bow together in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for being able to look into your word. And when we see it written in red, Lord, we know that you have prompted to be written. And we take it so special. Even this morning as we hear the prayer that you shared with the disciples and Share even with us here this morning. Help us, Lord, to be able to glean from that what you would have us to, that we might be drawn so close to you that we would have a greater desire to do your will than ever before. We've come today with many needs, all of us with a need or so. And we just ask you, Lord, that you would guide us in the realms of your will, that maybe there need to be a commitment made today that this is the day that we need to say yes to your love. Guide us now, Lord, as we worship today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. May be seated. Prayer is what I want to talk to you about this morning, and as I had, in, had entitled a message that Faith takes time to pray. And I might ask you a question right off as we begin this morning considering prayer. Are you praying enough? Or is your prayer life pleasing to God? How often do you pray? Do you pray with the sincerity of seeking God's guidance in your life? Do you, when you bow in prayer in reverence to God, do you shut aside all everything else and just think about Him? You know, as I think about prayer, prayer is a product that causes us to be pushed into the presence of God. I believe that with all my heart. And if we have the the fervent prayer of a righteous person, it will avail that much. It will cause us. And as we reflect on prayer and the special prayer even that Jesus prayed here as we just shared, uh, we can see in that prayer that there was no selfish desires in his heart. There was no... Uh, There was not anything above the heavenly Father, our Father which art in heaven, addressing his heavenly Father. And uh, as we look at these verses this morning, even in the verses I shared with you uh, from Paul's writings in Ephesians, he, he realized that he must have read the Lord's Prayer before he had written down, for this cause I bow my knee. And the cause was that Christ was so much a part of his life, needs to be so much a part of our lives, that we are prompted often, quite often, to bow in prayer and to ask God to give us guidance. There are a lot of songs that we sing that literally are prayers of God's people that we pray often. I know one of the songs that we sang once in a while that Thomas Dorsey has written, uh, he was a black minister. Actually, he became, uh, he was in the early of his years, uh, a jazz player. And, but he realized God calling him into uh, uh, some sort of Christian ministry, and he would take up that call of his life and begin to use it for the glory of God. But one day, as he was in St. Louis, away from his wife and family, he got a call. And the call came that his wife and infant baby had just passed away. And he was saying, first of all, the story that I read about him said he first had the thought, but God, where are you at? What happened? Why wasn't you there to meet the needs? I'm off serving you. How many times can we relate to that? Not as far as drastic as he, but we do relate to that. God, where were you? But the weeks would unfold, just a very few, when he would be prompted to realize that God was there. And he wrote the song, Take My Hand, Precious Lord. Lead me on, let me stand when I can't stand on my own. And one of the things that I believe that is a, a, a detrimental cause in the Christian community is the fact that we try to stand on our own. Yeah, how many times have you been in the realms of your life that you realize that You couldn't do thus and so, and you couldn't because you're trying it on your own. And I believe that does prompt us to pray that God will take hold of us. And as I realize that prayer has one main thing about it, prayer is a step you take to enter into the throne and in front of the throne of God. And that alone ought to prompt us to realize the importance of prayer. We need to ask God to guide us and... uh, Another song that we look at a lot of times or sing is how great they are. That's not talking to one another. That's telling God and acknowledging the powers of God and the, the greatness of the Almighty who made it possible for us to, yes, sing the song, to tell the story, to let, let others see that light of love that we have in our hearts. But I suppose that Annie Hawkins said it best in her humble submission of a song that she has written, I need thee every hour. Don't we, oh, don't, don't we though need God every hour? Every hour I need thee. If we make that total submission and commission to God, most gracious Lord, no tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour we need him. And I think that we need to ask God to guide us in those realms. And I ask you again do you pray enough? How long has it been since you sincerely had a time of praying? Uh, I read a book of, of uh, Richard Black, Blackbeard, I think was his name, uh, uh, forgotten. But anyway, he said he spent a time one time of all night praying. I have never spent an all night in prayer. I really haven't. And what do we need to see and to understand when the Bible says praying always? We cannot pray always, literally pray always, Heavenly Father, as we walk along and guide me now as I go on my way. And we can't do that. But if we rise in the morning with a desire in our hearts and a prayer to be whispered that God's will will be done in our lives, then we're going to be walking through life and through the day's activities with a prayerful-minded person uh, that seeks God's guidance. And I, you've heard me say before, but I just believe that not always do we pray for God to show us the next step to make. But always we pray that God will show us if the steps we're making is right. That is the way, continue ye. In that way, the Bible would say, and Jesus would say to us. But I, I like the story of this Annie Hawks, Hawks who wrote the song, I Need the Every Hour. She was, tells a story that she was busy about her housework. Ladies, you can probably relate to this. Maybe a few men. I can't. But as you, as you run the sweeper, as you dust the tables, as you clean the kitchen and wash the dishes, maybe one day the story was said that she was doing the, these things and all of a sudden got so overwhelmed with the fact that she knew Jesus. She, she had him in, his, in her heart. And uh, she sat down and she wrote the poem, I Need Thee Every Hour. Every hour I need thee, oh gracious Lord. And uh, went on to say, how? How can people do without that? How can people handle life without the Lord? And you see people not handling life without the Lord. I may have told you before, but I remember holding a funeral for a young man once, and not young, he was older than I. But as I was about in the middle of the funeral, he had some children, and I knew they were unchurched children. We had prayed that maybe they had had a time of salvation in their soul. But we come to realize that maybe, just maybe, as two daughters stood or sat on the front seat, they, in the middle of me trying to deliver God's word concerning the problems and the situation at hand, they jumped up, fell flat of their face, and fainted. I didn't know where to keep going or to say a little more or just a hush or what. So I bowed my head. Lord, Lord, is this what it's like to try to handle life situations without you? Maybe, maybe not. I didn't know not to be judgmental, but it just seemed that there would be an awesome time to try to handle anything in life without the Lord. And so I think it's so important uh, as we look at these things, the message in song and the, the prayer's power that is activated on your knees. And I don't know about you, but I have had times, I have had times right here in this pulpit that I could not stand before you and pray. I had come to, I have come to times, many times, that I was so overwhelmed that I couldn't go anywhere else but on my knees. And I know that all that was was a total submission of my heart to God. And we need to be there. And you don't have to be, get on your knees to be sincerely praying for God's guidance. But sometimes that might be a way to shut the door. You know, the Bible talks about entering to the closet. And literally that may be what it's trying to say. You just might need to get a closet in your home. And I'll tell you something else that I believe, and that is the fact that we ought to have a regular place of prayer. Let it become so special to you that that's where you are drawn to go to pray, to talk to God. Now, you can do it in other places down the road and in the field, but there needs to be a designated place of prayer. And it will become so special to you that you'll be drawn to that particular spot and drawn to the fact that you can feel God's presence and God's power. Do you want to activate God's power in your life? Then pray. Ask God. And you know, prayer is not especially asking God for something. Prayer is not especially even thanking God for something. Prayer is simply getting ourselves into the presence of God and listening to Him Show us the line of love we need to be walking in. That's what prayer is all about. Oh, but then that song, Sweet Hour of Prayer, we need to understand that it is saying so much to us. But prayer, what is prayer? It's a vital part to maintain, listen to me, children. Prayer is a vital part to maintain a spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you are where you are, and you're not having that, that relationship with God that you feel like you ought to have and you like a little, then you're not praying enough. It's as simple as that. We need to pray that God will give us guidance. We need to pray that God will be so real in our lives. And, and uh, as I looked at the Lord's Prayer, and I wanted you to look at it with me earlier, and the, the fact is that When Jesus began to share with them, now now first of all, Jesus had no need to pray, lead me not into temptation. Jesus had no need to say, Father, forgive me, because I've forgiven others. But the model prayer was to tell the disciples what to do, and not necessarily word for word, but the first of all was to acknowledge God, our Father, which art in heaven, the location of God, the, the place where prayers will Ascend at the throne of God. Believe that, children. Believe that your prayer, sincerely prayed, heads from earth to heaven. It's on its way. It's there. You know, speaking of on its way, I I I never played golf. But I kind of like to watch it on TV once in a while. And I see the guy get up there. Or the gal, but the guy mostly. Well, he plants his feet. He puts the ball on the tee, tee, and he gets back away from it again. And he just swings the bat about, or the the, the club, the bat, <laughs> the club, about eight or ten times, at least three more or less. Steps back up and plants his feet again. And all of a sudden, he must have an urge, and he draws back. And in a split second, he does what all that planning was made possible. You know that's kind of the way it is with prayer. We need to plan it. We need to plan to get our feet settled in God's will, to get our mind centered on the, the, the idea of going to heaven with our prayers, and in a split second, the preparation becomes a reality when your prayer goes through heaven's door, and God is saying, "What took you so long?" I haven't heard from you lately. Does God want to say that to you today? I haven't heard from you in a while. Is everything okay? He knows how things are in your life. You don't have to tell him a thing. But oh, how he loves to hear you. He likes your voice. He recognizes your voice. He wants to hear your words of comfort that you want him to give you. Well, holy is thy name, Jesus said to the disciples. And that's first of all acknowledging God, then realizing God in heaven, and then realize the magnitude of the holiness of God that the universe, the earth, the, the heavens and all was, is surrounded about and around the fact that the holy name of Jesus. And Philippians 2.9 says, No other name under heaven whereby you can be saved except that the name of Jesus. And you know, I want to pause there for just a moment. I want to share something with you in a very personal note. I stand here today so humbled with the fact that I stand here today because I know that God wants to speak to you and to me. And I not only stand before you, I sit beside you. And as you've heard me say, I realize that I am not here to say what my mind prompts me to say. I don't want to do that. I'm here to relay to you God's word, God's love, God's blessings, God's ideas for your life, and and God's way to lead you. And as I say, you know, he'll say some things that I may not be prompted to say. But as the prayer says, thy will be done. Did you know that your prayer will be a prayer of amiss? Is that the word? Amiss? Can kind they of not write? If you do not add, that will be done. I try to do that. I try to realize that my desires and my wishes are not always God's direction for my life. And so I, I want to say, God. Whatever it is, I'll love you anyway, but I want your will to be done in my life. Let it be, dear Lord, the song says, Let it be. So we use the privilege of prayer. And there's a special prayer that you and I need to pray today. And that is simply this Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. But for the most part of us, I've been saved by your grace. But then that prayer might have to be backed up and say, Dear God, yes, I'm a sinner too. And I need to be saved by your grace. So if you could pray that prayer, I believe that God's will will be done this Sunday morning at Clearview Baptist Church, just exactly what he wants. And we'll leave here a different person, every one of us, should be able to leave our worship service today a little different than we was when we entered. Just because we've had the privilege of being in the presence of God. May God help us. You know, sometimes speaking of prayer, sometimes it's so hard to pray. And I read once someone wrote, when it seems hardest to pray, pray the hardest. Maybe that applies to our lives. I think it does to me. And I had times it was so hard to pray. Lord, I don't know what to say. And I simply bow in a humble submission. Lord, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable into your sight. Oh, God, my strength and my redeemer. Well, do you need to ask Jesus what it is he wants you to do today? Do you? Have you been prompted, as I shared very briefly here today, about the privilege of prayer? How that God wants to speak to us? God doesn't pray to you, you pray to God. God just relates in a conversation that carries on with your words and your petitions and your desires. And that's an awesome, humbling thought. I've shared it before, but I want to share it again. It was one of the most special times of me preparing a message for a service on a Sunday morning. And some years ago, it's been, I don't know, probably four or five years ago, more or less. But I was so prompted to speak about prayer, to, to share about the, the, the need and the desire to pray and, and the, the power of prayer. And I was prompted to look at the phone. And if you don't, I don't want to ask you to look at your phone, but you can later. But if you look at the phone and it says, and you see seven seven two nine three seven seven, 9377 that spells out prayers. P-R-A-Y-E-R-S. 772-9377. I was prompted to do that and I was afraid to dial it that night. I didn't know what air code it was. Maybe the air code of heaven, is 777, I'm not sure. But it was prompted to look at those numbers and to add them up. And I added those numbers up and I came up to 42. And I thought, 42, what's significant about that, Lord? And it was though I just heard or felt the voice of Jesus vibrating in my soul to say that three and a half years, 42 months, was how long I was on earth to make it possible for you to pray. The power of prayer was activated at Calvary and Jesus made it possible for us to pray, to talk to him, to relate to him for the things that we know he wants in our lives and we want him to be in our lives. So may God help us to realize how important it is to talk to God. You know, as as parents, many of you, most of you, and thank you again for that uh, thought to prompt my thoughts in that direction, Sister Brenda. But I, I can relate to the fact that children grow up. And I've heard read somewhere someone said mothers keep their children and hold them in their arms for a few years and hold them in their hearts for the rest of those years. And I can relate to that. Our daughter came up yesterday for a little while. And as she rode out of sight, you know, probably be a couple of weeks before we see her again. That's devastating to me. But you know what that does? That makes me want to take advantage of them little minutes. That makes me want to take hold. You know, I I was sitting there last night and her and uh, her mama was uh, talking about quilts and I wasn't too interested in the quilts. But I had the overwhelmed thought, And I wish I had. I just was feeling, Renee, would you come sit in my lap? Oh, parents, while children are the lap-sitting kids, tell them often, hold them always, let them know how much you love them. Because time will come when those opportunities will get farther and farther apart until the part that comes, the parting When we leave, leave behind a love that needs to be inherited to cause this next generation to relate to the world how important it is to know Jesus Christ in your life. So, ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? Did you pray for the service today? Did you ask God to guide you to this day and let you know that he'd be there beside you? Yes, as a child of God. You're not just sitting by a friend or family. Jesus is sitting there with you. That'll overwhelm you if you just let it. And so the invitation is simply this to every person that's a child of God. Do I need to walk closer that I can hear what God wants to say? I'm not hearing because I'm not letting the world be shut out for long enough to quieten enough for me to hear God's special words to me, but maybe there might be someone here today that not a Christian yet you don't know really uh the the, the magnitude of what I'm talking about of having that intimate relationship with Jesus maybe maybe you not a Christian yet. I remember uh, I hadn't probably had preached. Two or three sermons, 1983, January. I had finished, went to the back door to do the preacher thing. And a dear sister came by and said to me, Son, I want to thank you for the simplicity that you presented the gospel today. And I prayed halfway home, Lord, let that be the desire of my heart. I want to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you about a love that is so grand that will lead you, that will love you and care for you. I want to tell you how special Jesus is to me. I want others to see Jesus in my life. Would you bow with us as we pray? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you today for that love that we can know. I thank you today for being able to set that special time in motion that we could just pray. That we could seek your presence through prayer and that we could feel that drawing that you have for us. It will draw us by your side and just let us feel the powers of prayer. The anointing of your love upon our lives. Lord, I know there could be someone here that doesn't really have a full understanding of that that, Lord, they may not have been saved yet. And I just ask you, Lord, that help them to pray the prayer that asked you to come into their hearts to save their soul and to guide them in the path that you have chosen already but maybe not have been able to do just yet. Guide us, Lord, in this your invitation. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.